Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Unlimited NFL Podcast. I am your host, Jackson Young, and we are here tonight to talk about the wildcard weekend that was uh, the first round of the playoffs, and as well as uh, previewing some of the divisional round games uh, for this weekend. Uh, Owen, what you what you think about what you saw this past weekend? Well, outside of one game, the, the football quality kind of stunk. Uh, if I'm being honest with you, we had one very good game we'll get to in a bit, uh, the Lions beating the Rams. The other five games were really not competitive. The Bills-Steelers game was a one-score game in the fourth quarter, but mm-hmm. like you never felt like the Steelers were going to win that game. Like It was kind of a fake comeback, in my opinion, and the Bills ended up winning by two touchdowns. The other four, you know, from the get-go, I guess not really from the get-go in terms of the Browns-Texans game, Many of the games, like from the get-go, it just kind of felt over by the, by the end of the first quarter. So hopefully um, the divisional round brings some more excitement, some closer games, and I'm not on my phone it, it with disinterest by the fourth quarter. Um, yeah. So less blowouts moving forward. But overall, um, some good stories this week um, in terms of the winners. So just to recap, like just a little like, – just to give a little overview of each, of each game, the Texans, after being the worst team in football record-wise over the last three years, got a playoff win over the Cleveland Browns, 45-14, to 14, in a game that looked like it was going to be close, but ended up being a blowout. The Chiefs beat the Dolphins 26-7 to seven as they uh, continued to defend their Super Bowl championship from last year. Uh, the, the Bills beat the Steelers 31-17. The pat the surprise of the weekend, the Packers destroying the Cowboys 42 to 48 to 32. The Lions getting their first playoff win since 1993, 1991, somewhere in the early 1990s, over the Rams 24-23. And then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeating both of our preseason Super Bowl pick, the Philadelphia oh. Eagles. Yeah. 32 to 9, just completing that epic collapse they had down the stretch we'll get to we'll get to that more in a bit so that's just kind of a primer for anyone who missed the games um we'll start off with really the only entertaining game of the weekend the lions beating the rams uh jackson i just blabbered a lot there so i'll I'll let you give your thoughts on this game and uh the lions won a playoff game and that's a sentence that i never thought i'd say so here we are yeah you just Right off the bat, you got to be happy for that franchise and that fan base. Very loyal fan base. Very uh, a lot of fans in that fan base um, that have been starved for years for playoff win, um, and just you know we're used to seeing the Lions year after year just heartbreak, just massive heartbreak, and they can't come through in the clutch and and things like that. And this year that was not the case. And for this game specifically, um, I was. I was not surprised it was a close game. I I, I thought the Rams would win. Um, yeah, we oh, by the way, uh, I did not do well on my picks. I went two and four. I believe you went three and three. Uh, I picked the. I think the separator was the Bucks over the Eagles. Yeah. So, um, not great there, but no. Yeah, it's it was a lot of toss up games. If we're being real, like a lot of games that besides like that Steelers Bills game and. Uh, maybe that Chiefs Dolphins game. You, you really thought every game was going to be close, um, besides the Packers and Cowboys. But uh, at least we both thought that was going to be a blowout, but it did not turn out to be that way. Um, but for this game, it, it I'm looking at the stats right now, and Matt Stafford had a great game throwing the ball. Oh my god! Puka Nakua had usual Puka Nakua game: nine receptions, 181 yards, one touchdown. Arguably the best rookie wide receiver in the NFL right now. Um, probably better than Cooper Cup. I, I think, think he, so. he is better than the Cooper Cup right now in 2023 or 2024, excuse me. Yeah. Like Cooper's aging or Cup is aging a little bit. You can kind of see the wear and tear starting to. Yeah. He's getting to that time where, you know, that Devontae Adams time where he's kind of. He's not him quite himself. He, he's, he's 30. You know, he, he had like a, he's coming off some injuries. Um, Mm-hmm. So that's not super surprising, but if he's your if Cooper Cup's your number two wide receiver, you're in pretty decent shape. We'll get to the Rams' future down the road in this episode, but yeah, like 
Matt Stafford, <laughs> if you're looking at the reasons why the Rams lost this game, Matthew Stafford and Puka Nakua are not on that list. No, I just, I felt like the line, like, I feel like it was more about the Lions just in the end making more plays. And it was not really anything the Rams did wrong. I feel, I don't know. Like, I feel like the Lions just, it was, it was in their destiny to win this game, you know, like, uh, they just made the plays when it mattered the most. They made a defensive stop um, when, it, when it mattered the most. I, I just – you got to give your hats off to the Lions. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I agree. I I, th- I do think this is more about the Lions. Um, yeah. I think it's fitting that they beat Stafford in their first playoff win, their former quarter. I, talk about a win-win trade. I mean, the Rams, first year that trade, won the Super Bowl two years ago. Obviously, that's that's as good as you can get. Like, that's the ultimate goal of every season – and here the Lions are going from – I mean, the Lions were officiating nonsense away from winning 13 games this season. Like, wow. like what a rebuild they had. Um, and what a, what a performance. Jared Goff, we got to give him his flowers too. Jared Goff, I thought, played really well. Uh, both, both, both quarterbacks played great in this game, I think. Um, yeah. But good for Jared Goff. I mean, he's had an up-and-down career, obviously, getting to a Super Bowl with the Rams all those years ago, five years ago now. Yeah. Does not end well there. Traded to the Lions. Rocky start there. We're questioning, like, is he still a career now? Like, he's he's really just revitalized his career. And he's been great the last two years for them. Um, very happy for Jared Goff uh, and Dan Campbell. Uh, just shows the importance of coaching in the NFL. Uh, cu- culture building. The one critique I have of the Rams in this game was uh, Sean McVay. I thought his timeout usage was pretty questionable at best. Uh, yeah. They wasted early timeouts to avoid delay of games, um, which just goes to show the effect the Lions crowd had in this game. Um, yeah. So they were, they were out of timeouts at the end of the game, which allowed the Lions to run out the clock. Goff made that throw to Amon Ross St. Brown to milk the game. And mm-hmm. what really was the difference was the Rams couldn't, execute in the red zone uh they were 0 for 3 in the red zone they had to settle for field goals and their defense couldn't really get the lions off the field in the first half like that was that was really the difference um the lions just made more plays and frankly i regret picking the rams because the lions i felt were the better team and i felt they deserved to win the game and I i noticed a lot of rams fans like complaining about the officiating because you could argue Puka Nakua was held on that last third down attempt. Um, that's that was a close one, though. I'll hear the argument that he was held, but I don't think the officiating cost them the game, though. Like, I don't. Think I, don't. I, I think McVeigh's timeout, McVeigh's time management, and their uh, yeah red zone inefficiency was the bigger reason they lost the game than officiating, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm 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 in full agreement there. Um, just kind of wrap it up. Uh, I I found it curious that the Lions fans were booing Matt Stafford. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not overly surprised. Uh, because I mean, Patriots fans booed Tom Brady when he went back a couple years ago. Um, it's just too. It's just extra for what? Like, yeah, he he did a lot of great things to that franchise, and he was not the reason they didn't make a playoff run. No, he was not. I mean, the the lot. Stafford uh, did not have anywhere close to the quality of team that the Lions currently have. Um, I think it was just like in, in competitive nature. Uh, yeah. I don't agree. I don't agree with it. Um, like like when Seahawks fans booed Russell Wilson, uh, the opener last season, I, I understand that because Wilson kind of forced his way out of Seattle. But, yeah. um, but I don't have a huge problem with it. I, I think that's just a part of sports. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. So good for the Lions. The Rams massively overachieved this year. I think both of us had them finishing third in their division, like missing the playoffs. Uh-huh. Um, so the Rams, of all the losers this weekend, I think they they should probably feel the best about themselves considering their expectations. Going on to a team that lost that should not feel good about themselves, and that is the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, you know – like with the Cowboys and you were right. I feel like I've been up on up and down on them this year. Um, I felt like, yeah, like you're beating a bunch of bad teams at home. Like that's great. But like, and every road game kind of feels like a mess. Like San Francisco was a mess. 
The Buffalo game was a mess. You lost to Miami on the road. But I looked at them. I'm like, I feel like they maybe this can be the year because they're the two seed. They were guaranteed at least two home playoff games. Mm-hmm. If they can get hot, they can at least like make a representation of themselves in the playoffs and maybe even get to the Super Bowl. And but the back of my mind, I knew it was like it's the Cowboys, like something bad's gonna happen eventually. I did not know it would happen this early, and I did not know it would happen in this fashion. And it came against my favorite team, the Green Bay Packers, winning a playoff game in a game that look, the final score we won, we won by 16 points. It was not that close. No, like it was. I, it was not nowhere near that close. I'm stunned that that they won. I'm stunned the way the manner in which they won. Um, we'll get, I'm not trying to take away anything away from the Packers. Like as a fan of the team, I do think this is more about the Cowboys though, which you agree with. I agree. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, like what, what a disaster. I feel like over the second half of the season or that more, that last quarter of the season, like their secondary kind of fell apart. And I feel like that was the reason for, for their issues on defense, because there's only so much that defensive line can do and, and hold up. Um, and, and they're not going to be able to fire off the ball like that every single play. So I, 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 I'm I attributing their defensive issues to that right now. Um, their secondary had their moments, mind you. Like the, uh, that, that first, what, seven, eight weeks of the season, they were arguably the best secondary in football. You know, with Yeah, they're uh, looking good. Like Gilmore is playing well. Obviously, Gilmore, Gilmore, Deron Bland. Record. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, their secondary just absolutely fell apart in this game. I mean, Jordan Love was just picking them apart. Like, it's good to see him do that because you being a Packers fan, I'm sure you've witnessed, you know, his confidence issues and uh, his um, conviction on throws and things like that. In this in this game, he was literally making every throw. That was me. Yeah. And it was just a pure masterpiece from a quarterback play standpoint. So I'm, in- I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the Jordan Love standpoint of this. Uh, he's incredible. Uh, he, I look when he took over and when Aaron Rodgers left, he took over. Like I, I figured he would be good. Like, but I figured he'd be like, you know, Jared Goff level. Good. Kirk Cousins, yeah. level good. like very good, but like not quite elite. Mm-hmm. I'm very close to like calling him an elite quarterback. I've never seen like the way he looked the first half of the season. I'd say like up through Halloween, to now it's like a completely different player. Like it's unbelievable. I really think that thank that Chargers game week eleven was yeah. when the was that was when the flip switched. Um, the switch flipped. Switch flipped. My <laughs> bad. I, I, I just can't even speak correctly. Okay. But like it's just he's been he's he's been the best statistically he's been the best quarterback in football over the last seven weeks. Um, he had one rough game against the Giants, but outside of that, he's been incredible. And I didn't know how he would play in this game because, like I said, how dominant the Cowboys have been at home. He he looked you you if you were if you were watching football for the first time and watched him and Dak, who we'll get to in a bit, like you would never guess who was the who was the guy in his eighth season. Yeah, you know, who's been around for a while, who started a share of playoff games, or the first year starter starting his first playoff game. You would never have been able to guess. Um, I'm just riding the wave, man. Like we're going to the 49ers. Obviously we've had our issues with the 49ers in the playoffs, but this is a new team. And like I said, like they're playing with house money and you could tell the pressure got to the Cowboys. Like the Packers had no pressure. And that this is what I talked about in the preview. Like the teams with the more, with more pressure, when we went up seven, nothing, you could feel like the tension in the stadium and on that sideline go up. Um, so I think that was that was huge to score in that first drive. Let's talk about Dak in a bit because Dak had a great regular season. Um, mm-hmm. He had great stats. He he was in the MVP conversation. I think we there was an episode not terribly long ago where we thought he'd be the MVP, and then he kind of lost towards the end. Like, what do you make? Like, what do you make of Dak? Like how like yeah. this happens in the playoffs every year it seems. And I'm not saying it's all his fault. The defense was terrible. But he did throw two picks. He threw a pick six that you know, in all, for all intents and purposes, put the game away. Yeah. Like, like what if you're the Cowboys, like you look at this guy, like he's obviously good. Um, 
like what what what's your ceiling with him? Like like people are the, the Cowboys fans specifically just extremely reactionary and the, Dak had arguably one of his better seasons ever. Oh, I, he had his best season, I think. And yeah. it was just unfortunate how it ended because he had prob- one of his worst games of the season this year, uh, that la- last week. So that's just unfortunate. But I, people like I'm seeing them like on Twitter and things like that that Cowboys fans want them to move on from him, and it's just like y'all are so ungrateful. Like it, I understand that you're angry at his performance and that costs the team the game. But I mean, it's just hard to place it all on his shoulders because I do think it's the defensive side of the ball. That's, that's hurting them the most right now. And yes, he threw two picks, but I don't know. I, I, I just think we need to not take quarterbacks for granted. Like the good quarterbacks, like he, he's in that second tier of quarterbacks right now. Like that Kirk cousins, that Jordan love that, you know, oh. Goff, I, I think he's at the t- he's at the top of that category right now. I, I think he's better than Cousins and Goff, but like I understand like what you mean there. Yeah, so like, who 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 are they gonna who are they gonna try to get that's better than him? Like that's my question. That's my thing. Yeah, I think if, if Cowboys fans well, don't want they're not gonna get Tua. Like, yeah, I don't know. Dak, he, Dak's, Dak's better than Tua. Exactly, uh, but I'm just saying, like, of the you know the free agents that are going to be coming available or exactly. whatever. There's not many to choose from. Exactly. Yeah, like Cowboys fans that want to get her a Dak are insane. Um, yeah. but I do think the playoff performance thing is real. I it kind of does feel like the pressure, is, yeah. the pressure of the game did get to him. Um, but I you want to wonder like what's the future of Mike McCarthy now? Because twelve point seasons in a row. Like I if you're gonna move on from either one of them, I would consider moving on from Mike McCarthy. Um, because like how can you look at him and be like can we win a Super Bowl with this guy? Um, or is it just gonna have do we know how the movie's gonna end every time? Because obviously there's been rumors about Bill Belichick, Jim yeah. Harbaugh's out there, Mike Vrabel's out there. Um, like what would you do with Mike McCarthy? Okay, it's kind of the same reaction I had to that that question. Okay, like, like who if you fire Mike McCarthy, yeah, Bill Belichick would be a great hire, but like does Bill Belichick want to do that? I don't know. Like is Bill does Bill Belichick still want to run a, run a program? Like I, I'm not sure. If he does, then yes, you fire him and you take Bill. But a lot has to line up for that to happen. Oh, oh my goodness! I just saw. By the way, as we're talking about this right now, um, Mike, Mike McCarthy is staying. Mike McCarthy will be the Cowboys coach in 2024. Adam Schefter. Yep. Yeah. See, like. I think that's a smart move. You give him one more year, at least. Um, it, he did a good job this season. Um, and, and I think that's that's what I'm, my thoughts are on that. It's it's nothing nothing too serious for him. Yeah, so as we're talking, so like what we'd say now is moot because Mike McCarthy will be the coach in Dallas next year. I get it. Like they've been right there. They're, so the record the last three years – is like uh, I'm don't have the energy to do math in my head. <laughs> the last three years they are 36 and 15. That's obviously really good. It's like they're yet, to go to, yeah. they're yet to go to a conference championship game though. So like I I gotta feel like 2024 is McCarthy's last chance. Um, yeah, but like that's a ways away, and it certainly will sticking in the NFC East with a team that um, also went out sad. It, it kind of feels like looks like Nick Sirianni staying in Philadelphia too. Yeah. So there will not be coaching changes in uh, Dallas or Philly. Um, we'll get to the Eagles here in a bit. We'll talk about Sirianni more in a bit. Uh, um, so yeah, that's kind of a little updates there. You, I uh, briefly opened up X and first thing I saw. Oh, that was smart of you to do. Um, so, some live, live updates there li- on the, on the fly stuff right here. Yes, sir. All right. Um, so touching on a few of the other games, uh, Texans, Browns, not a whole lot. To, I mean, obviously the Texans, my goodness, CJ Stroud, amazing, mm-hmm. uh, amazing performance in his playoff debut. 
the Browns, I kind of felt like Joe Flacco was a great story, but I kind of felt, I kind of had the feeling that train was going to run out of gas at some point. Um, I picked them to win, but I, I, I expected them to lose in the following round. And with the back-to-back pick sixes in the second half, just kind of, that was the end of the Joe Flacco experience. Like it was fun while it lasted. I think Flacco will pick around the league next year as a backup probably, but um, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Uh, just to give a quick thought on the game, I feel like uh, CJ Stroud, not only is he the block for rookie of the year, but he's, he's putting himself in MVP, MVP talks now with the way he's playing. I mean, yeah. Just the way he throws the ball and and that pocket presence is just it's just magical. It's just he's just so unfazed. It's crazy. Like it's incredible. Uh, like I've never seen. A, he's the probably the best rookie quarterback I've ever seen. Um, obviously, I wasn't alive to watch Dan Marino his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, he, Matt Ryan was really good as a rookie. Kyler um, Murray had a good rookie year. Kyler Murray a solid rookie year. Uh, Justin Herbert had a great rookie year. Seat Stroud's the best rookie quarterback I've ever seen. Um, what he's done with it, and, and you got to give D'Amico Ryan's a lot of credit as well. What they've done with this franchise that was like dead in the water, and here they are one game away from the conference from the conf- AFC championships. Incredible. Yeah. Um, tough game though for them coming up. Tough game. Tough game coming up. We'll get to that in a bit. As for the Browns, look, like I feel like they were a fun story, but they were never really. I I picked them to win, but like people were saying, like, oh, could the Browns make the Super Bowl? That was never happening. No, like no. that was never happening. The Flacco uh, carriage was gonna turn into a pumpkin. It did, um, but you got to give a lot of credit to Joe Flacco for getting that team to the playoffs, though, because he really kind of saved their season in that regard. Yeah, I we both pretended them being a a uh, Super Bowl contender. Um, I never felt that way. I felt like their absolute ceiling was the AFC championship. Um, that like that was their absolute ceiling. Um, it's interesting to see what they'll do. We'll talk about their future towards the end of the episode. Uh, they have some decisions to make at the quarterback position, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be a little interesting there. Um, do you want to go into the previews and then we'll uh, touch on some other teams towards the yeah. end? We'll touch on the, those other teams at the end when we have our final segment. I feel like yeah. we should get into our previews. I 100% agree. So the first game is the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Houston Texans Saturday afternoon on ESPN. Uh, the Ravens obviously favored here. It's the one seed against the four seed. Really interesting game. These two teams played in week one. I think that's completely irrelevant at this point. It was It's freaking week one. I mean, like, who cares? But, like, for, for whatever it's worth, the Ravens won that game. Let me pull up the score. I believe it was, like, the Texans struggled on offense in that game. Mm-hmm. I, know, I, I know the Ravens won. I know that. The Ravens won 25-9. to nine. The Ravens beat the Texans 25-9 to nine in week one. Um so yeah, like Jack, I'll let you go first. Like, what are your thoughts on this game? Favorable matchups, and who do you think is going to win and move on to the AFC Championship game? Uh, so we got the Ravens at home, Texans going on the road, Texans on, on fire. Uh, Ravens had a, a week off to to watch the games and, and see how the, the teams that they could possibly play were playing. Um, so that's an advantage for them. Um. Texans are hot. They're they're uh they played last week, got a win over the Browns, impressive victory. Um I in ter- uh, let me put it this way. Uh in terms of my confidence levels in both teams, if I had to give it a value, Ravens, I'd say like a eight. Texans, I I'd say I have to say like a a, a two then uh, to go on the road and pull this one off. Um, as far as matchups are concerned, um, trying to think what matchups. I mean, uh, the obvious key to to the to the game here is to see if the Texans can slow down Lamar. Um, uh, because if they don't, I feel like they have no chance. Like 
they're going to, well, excuse me, they're going to have a chance with CJ, you know, keeping pace with the Ravens, but I don't know if they don't stop Lamar, I don't think they're going to overtake them. I don't think, you know, they're going to have enough in the tank per se. Um, so uh, like I said before, it's a home game, not sure what the weather's looking like, but um, I think CJ will be able to throw the ball at, at will on the Ravens defense. Um, I just feel that the Ravens will get, will get enough stops. Lamar will do his thing. Um, they've had a week to prepare. Like I said, they're going to run, they're going to run the ball through him, run the offense through him. Um, so yeah, I, I'm pretty confident in the Ravens in this one. Um, is it possible that the, uh, that the Texans pull off the upset? Yes, I guess it's possible, but I just don't know if it's probable. And if they were to pull off the subset, that would be their best victory. And I don't know how long, maybe like maybe since when they beat the chiefs on the road, what with the Sean Watson or whatever, that insane comeback they had. Yeah. Uh, you might figure out what I'm talking about, but uh, so yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to pick the Ravens here. Um, I'm going to go for score. I'm going to go Ravens. Let's go 29. Texans 24. Ravens 20. So, so a relatively close game there. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I look at this no. game. I mean, obviously this is the game that the Ravens should win. And the Ravens are under a lot of pressure here, which I think could play into the Texans favor. Um, because this iteration of the Ravens, they've never been to a Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson only has one playoff win three years ago against the Titans in the wild card. Uh-huh. Um, so there's a lot of pressure on Lamar uh, to play well in this game. Um, I think I think that because Stroud is so good, I think this game would be close. But if the only way this game is really a legitimate game is if Stroud plays really well. Uh-huh. Because I think the Texans' defense is underrated. I think it's it's. I think they've maximized the talent they have there, and they have some good players. Will Anderson's kind of the headliner. Um, Steven Jonathan, Nelson. what were you gonna say? Stephen Nelson, Stingley. Stephen Nelson, Stingley, underrated corner duo. Jimmy Ward yeah. at safety. Uh, Christian Harris, their linebacker, had a great game against the Browns. Uh, Jonathan Grenard quietly had a double-digit sacks this season. So the Texans have some players on defense, and I think Anderson and Grenard could get pressure on Lamar. The issue there is it's Lamar Jackson. He's so good at evading pressure. He's such a good athlete that, like, it's not like a pocket statue. It's not like Flacco. You know what I mean? Playing Flacco and playing Lamar, like, you couldn't, like, have a bigger difference (laughs) in terms of play style. Um, Yeah. One matchup I do like is the Texans corners against the Ravens receivers. I think that's a matchup that favors the Texans because like I said, Stingley and Nelson are both very good. The Ravens receivers are solid. I, I love Zay flowers. Uh, Beckham has his moments still. It, it was reported that Mark Andrews was back at practice. I don't know if he'll play in this game. If he does, he'll probably be nowhere close to 100%. Um, you know, Isaiah likely has done some good things for them in his in his uh, absence. I think this could be a potentially difficult game for the Ravens, but I like their defense against the Texans' offense because uh-huh. if they can take Nico Collins out of the game, which the Browns were not able to do, if they can do that and get pressure on Stroud, which I mean, look, the Ravens led the league in sacks this year for a reason. Like they can get, they can pressure the quarterback. I think they I think they should win this game. I think it's gonna be a relatively low scoring game. Um, yeah, but I do think the Ravens win largely because I think I trust their, I trust Mike, Mike McDonald, their defensive coordinator to take, you take Collins out. Like, and if, if Noah Brown and, uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz and, uh, uh, Xavier Hutchinson beat me. Right. So we now. <laughs> What was that? Brevin Jordan had a huge game last I week. I mean, Brevin, Brevin Jordan had, yeah, if Brevin Jordan scoring touchdowns on you, like, yeah. you know, so be it. But, like, take Schultz out, take yeah. Collins out, get pressure on Stroud. That's your avenue to victory. I have the Ravens in a low-scoring one. I mean, mm-hmm. Ravens – give me Ravens 20, Texans 16. Okay. In this one. 
Ravens yeah. move on and host the AFC Championship game. Yeah. That's All right. All picked there. Moving on to the Saturday night game, the 49ers and the Packers, my Green Bay Packers. Uh, if you told me a few weeks ago that we'd be playing this game, I would have said you're nuts. Here we are. Um, the first seven seed to win a playoff game on the road against the heavily favored 49ers. Um, I'll give my thoughts on this one first. Go ahead. Um, it's not going to be easy for the Packers. That's obvious. It's on the road. Uh, but – I do think the 49ers' weaknesses, which they have more of than people are willing to admit, yeah. their 49ers' weaknesses, I think, play well with the Packers' strengths. The 49ers, first of all, their offensive line outside of Trent Williams is is not spectacular. It's not terrible, but it's not anything special. It's a pretty average offensive line. Well, the Packers can get pressure on the quarterback. They have guys who can rush the passer, Sean Gary, Preston Smith, Lucas Van Ness has really come on in recent weeks. Kenny Clarkson, you know, he can push the interior. So that you can get pressure on Brock Purdy through there. The 49ers uh, run defense has also been, <coughs> excuse me, has also been up and down at times. Well, the Packers, what have they done great last three games, last four games? They've run the football. Aaron Jones is 100 yards rushing each of the last four games. Yep. And the 49ers, another weakness of theirs, their secondary is nothing really to write home about. Well, the Packers can throw the ball. Jordan Love can get it to Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed and Christian. They have so much depth at receiver with uh, Dontavian Wicks. And, you know, he has had a touchdown last week. So that's another area in which, like, the Packers' strengths match up with the Niners' weaknesses. The biggest issue there is if the Packers don't get pressure on Purdy, I think it might be difficult because Joe Barry, Packers defensive coordinator, who everyone wanted fired, including me, pretty not particularly long ago. um, He the Packers defense has played well, but I mean, Kyle Shanahan will have a plan for them and. We, the Packers have been eaten alive by tight ends most of the year. Well, you got George Kittle on the other side. Good luck with that. Um, so I think the biggest avenue – I'm not worried, really worried about the Packers' offense. I think they're going to score a decent amount of points, um, even against the obviously very good 49ers defense, because just because I think Love is good enough where they can do that, the receivers are good enough, Aaron Jones is good enough. Um, but – I know I said this last week against the Cowboys. We'll see if it's true this time. I don't know. I don't trust the Packers' defense to hold up if they don't get home, if they don't get pressure on Purdy. Um, so that's kind of where it's going to happen. I do think this game is going to be closer than a lot of people think. I think many people expect the 49ers to roll here, which is understandable. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think the Packers are going to represent themselves well. Um, I picked them to lose last week, and they won. So I'm just – their, their avenue to winning is me picking them to lose. It seems that way. Um, so I'm going to go Niners 31, Packers 28. Uh, Niners kick a game-winning field goal to move on uh, in a game that's a lot closer than people expect. And regardless, obviously, the Packers have a – the Packers season was a massive success regardless of outcome. Whereas if the 49ers lose, it's a big disappointment. I think they'll win um, – but I think it'll be close. So there's my thoughts on that one. So it looks like you got it covered there. Hit the nail on the head with all the analysis there. Um, I do think I agree. I think it's going to be a close game as well. Um, most people probably think it's going to be not a blowout, but kind of like two touchdown kind of victory kind of thing. Like uh, maybe not as close as the score indicates uh, yeah. or close in the score indicates, whichever way you want to look at it. But uh, I do think, I think Jordan Love is going to carry over his uh, success that he had this past weekend to San Francisco. I just feel like I, I trust the 49ers defense more than I did the, the Cowboys. Um, so I, I feel like they could come up with a turnover. They could come up with a good stop, a big stop, something like that. Um, and that that's going to kind of turn the game on its head a little bit. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a close game, like very, very early on. I, I just feel like the 49ers are going to pull out 
you know, a touchdown or two in, in the very end and kind of like give themselves a little bit of more of a cushion than they had maybe earlier in the game. So I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it as, as like a 10 point victory um, closer than what, what may, maybe that people think um, I do. I don't know if I think the 49ers run defense is going to be able to stop the run. I don't know. I don't think Aaron Jones is going to have over hundred yards this game. And that's been yeah. a heat to the, to the Packers offense as well. Opening up that pass game, that play action passing, uh, that bootleg that they do. Um, uh, that's been huge for them. So I think if the 49ers can keep them one dimensional and, you know, force love to throw 40 plus pass attempts, something like that, 45 plus, I think that's going to be a huge advantage for them. And I don't know, I don't think the Packers can match the 49ers offensive prowesses, you know, um, I think that the 49ers offense, quite frankly, is going to have their way with the Packers defense, um, do, do pretty much whatever they want. Um, Kyle Shanahan is going to have a plan. He's going to, you know, McCaffrey's going to go off, um, the Packers defense, like when I look at them, what what is their strength? Like, what do they do well? Like, I know last week they forced two interceptions. Is it getting pressure on the quarterback? Is it stopping the run? Like, because I'm not sure if I can quite put my finger on that. I just feel they, like a well-rounded defense overall. They can get pressure on the quarterback. That's their strength. Uh, their passing defense has been better recently i mean Dak threw for 403 yards but that's garbage like all that all came down when the cowboys were down a million points Uh, the strength or defense is their pass rush and the weakness of the niners offense is their offensive line um but i just think the biggest mismatch in this game is kyle shanahan against joe barry okay yeah that that i was on i was thinking that too i'm like is joe barry gonna outsmart kyle shanahan i don't think so I um, said that with last week's performance, I think he earned himself a little bit of a bonus, but um, because I, I, I do think they're the, besides Jordan Love going off, I think they were the main reason that they got that victory is because they were confusing the, the Cowboys offense and, and throwing something at them that they hadn't seen before. Maybe um, I think that had a lot to do with the Packers defense and what Joe Barry was doing that game plan that he had. Um, so I think he did earn himself, you know, some pay, but if I had to put a score on this one, I'm going to go 30 to 20. 30 to 20. That's reasonable. Oh, I didn't give it. Oh, I did give a score. 31, 28. So, yeah. All yeah. right. So we're, we're both, both going with the Niners. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Moving on to the Sunday games, we have Lions-Bucks. Uh, Sunday afternoon on NBC, the Lions hosting their second straight playoff game. Uh, I, I went first last time. I'll let you go first in this one. Uh, okay. Let's hear, let's hear your thoughts on this one because I'm I'm really intrigued by this game. Yeah, this is a really intriguing game. Bucks playing really well. I picked that game right um, last week. I did not. I should have known. But Husker Husker legend Trey Palmer with a huge catch and run. Yes. Uh, uh, embarrassing James Bradbury, by the way. Um, uh, who, who hasn't embarrassed James Bradbury this season? Remember what Debo said about James Bradbury? Well, Debo was right. Debo was right. Not not to pile on James, but. Um, yeah. The, the Bucks. This game, I feel like it's a pretty easy game to pick for me. Um, I think you know where I'm leaning here, but the, the Lions have proved proved me wrong a couple times this year. Um, I didn't think they played that well going to the Cowboys. They did. They almost won that game. You I were pretty high in the Lions this year. From I was, I was, yeah. but really, I'm, I have not been picking them. Um, they, they. They beat the Rams. I didn't pick them in that game. This time, I'm going to stick with them. I just, I just think uh, they they have a lot going for them at home right now. Um, I I don't. It's really hard to see the Bucks going there, pulling off the upset, uh, putting together enough offense to beat the Lions. Now, having said that, the Bucks the Bucks offense has been playing very well lately. They've been Baker's been looking good. Uh, arguably could be a comeback player of the year kind of candidate, um, even though he didn't really come back from anything. But, you know, like, Baker's not thought of in, in that upper echelon of quarterbacks. Like, he, he's kind of an afterthought of quarterbacks. That's kind of, like, yeah. my thought there. Um, but he's been playing very well. Uh, receivers have been playing very well. 
their run game has been doing doing well. I just think they're kind of running into a buzzsaw right now in the Lions and all the momentum that they have at home um, and everything that they have going on with that franchise. And, and Dan Campbell's doing an outstanding job. Arguably could be coach of the year. Like I've been I've been calling for that for a while. Um, so I just think it, the Lions are going to have too much for the Bucs. Um, I think I think that that uh, yes, the the Bucks defense played good last week against the Eagles. I think that was more of the Eagles being not playing well, if I'm being yeah. real. But so I think Jared Goff is going to be able to do what he wants against that Bucks defense. Um, and I just don't think the Bucks are going to have enough on the on the opposite end. So uh, I'm going to pick the Lions here. Uh, they're going to put up some points. I'm going to pick the Lions to win 41 to 30. 41 30. Oh, all right. 41 yeah. points. That that'd be quite the statement there. Yeah. Um, Probably giving them too much credit, but this uh, this is an interesting game. Um, the Lions obviously fade the favorite here. I mean, who who thought the Bucks would be at this point? I mean, the beginning of the year, like the Bucks were in conversations for potentially being a Caleb Williams team, and here they are a game away from the NFC championship. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's an interesting one. I think the only way the Bucks slow down the Lions' offense is if they get pressure on Goff, and and the way they can do that is with their blitzing. Uh, they're probably one of the better blitzing teams in the league. Just ask Jalen Hurts about that. Um, sending, I mean, they have a really good linebacker tandem in Levante David and Devin White. They can send them after Goff. It's Goff. Goff has struggled against pressure at times this year. That's kind of the way you can slow him down a little bit. But Ben Johnson is a much better offensive coordinator than Brian Johnson. So he will have answers to those blitz packages and ways in which the Lions can defeat them. Uh, I, I'm sensing a big, I'm sensing a big Jameer Gibbs game here because the Buccaneers run defense is pretty, pretty solid. Uh, so maybe David Montgomery can be neutralized a little bit. Um, Jameer, I could see a big Jameer game, Jameer Gibbs game in the passing game. I think he could be a really good passing weapon out of the backfield. Um, obviously Amon Ross St. Brown's going to get his Sam Laporta, Sam Laporta. Thank, thank goodness. He's not, he wasn't seriously hurt, scored a touchdown against the Rams. He'll get his, um, I think the lions offense, if, if they keep Goff clean and their offensive line is outstanding. So Goff shouldn't have too much issues staying upright if they can defeat the blitz. I think the Lions offense could roll in this game. Um, even though I respect the Buccaneers defense, uh, they have some studs on that side of the ball, Winfield, David, Vita Vea, Shaq Barrett. Like they have guys on the on the side of the ball where that can play. But I just think the Lions can neutral can um um uh, maximize their opportunities in that regard. Um an interesting thing will be the Lions secondary against the Bucks receivers because Puka Nakua obviously went off last week, damn near 200 yards as a rookie. Well, you got Mike Evans, you have Godwin. Obviously, you have Trey Palmer as number three. Otten's a decent tight end. I think Baker could have a decent game here. Um, the calling card for Detroit's defense against the Rams was their red zone. It was kind of like Ben don't break. Uh-huh. So I think the key to the game for the Lions is just, just getting enough stops. Can Hutchinson get a, you know a timely sack? Can C.J. Gardner-Johnson make a play in the secondary? I think the Lions, for that reason, I think they'll make one more play defensively than the Buccaneers will, even though I think the Bucs are the better defense. Um, they'll use the crowd energy. I think they're obviously the better team. I think they win the game. Um, but I think the Bucs will represent themselves well. I'm going to go Lions. Lions 27, Bucks 21 in this one. Okay, yeah, that's a respectable performance. And the, and the Detroit Lions will go to the NFC Championship game, which uh, that's not something I've ever seen in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, it, it's times are turning for them for sure, and Dan Kennel's got them going the right direction. So, um, moving really, on. the key of the game if for the Lions, if you keep Jared Goff upright, you win the game. That that's that's my overall analysis. Oh yeah, oh for sure, yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. Moving on to our final matchup, uh, the, the the divisional round, we got the Chiefs and the Bills, which could arguably be the most competitive game on the slate. Um, closest game. Oh, and I'll have you start off first on this one since I went first on the last one. 
All right. Um, this game's in Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes is playing his first career road playoff game. I think, I think the Chiefs should have watched what the Steelers did. They got if the Chiefs can attack the middle of the field against the Bills defense, I think they could have a big day offensively. An issue for the Bills defensively is health. Uh, Tyrell Bernard, their linebacker, got hurt against the Steelers. Um, he is very questionable to play in this game. I think the Chiefs, they've really found something offensively. The big, their only issue for them is scoring in the red zone. They got to convert these red zone trips to touchdowns. If they do that, they can win this game. And I, I honestly think they have the best defense left in the playoffs. You could argue the Ravens. You could argue the Niners. I mean, the Chiefs' defense is the reason they're in this position. Like they, they keep them in games. They, they've been the catalyst for their success this year. And if they can slow down the Bills' offense, which they really did in the first matchup, I mean, the Bills didn't really do a whole lot offensively in that game back in Week 14. I think the Chiefs really have a shot here, and I think the biggest factor here is past history. Um, the Chiefs, they have risen to the occasions in big games. They've won Super Bowls. Like they've, they know how to play in these type of games. Whereas the Bills, great win last week, but you know, they've, they've never gotten over the hump. And I feel like if the chiefs get up early, I think what we saw happen to the Cowboys last week could happen to the bills. They'll feel the tension. They'll feel the pressure. Their fans will get tight. Josh Allen could get tight. Josh Allen could turn the ball over. You know, I think if the chiefs get up early, it's important. If you're the Bills, it's really important you get off to a fast start. That's your avenue to victory. Don't fall behind. Don't let the Chiefs get momentum if you're Buffalo. Um, because I think the Chiefs have a lot of advantages because they can attack it. You know, the, the Bills linebackers are kind of a mass unit at this point because Milano got hurt way early in the year. Bernard, who's been excellent for them this year, he's out. I mean, that's Travis Kelsey's dream right there. I think this could be a huge Travis Kelsey game for the Chiefs. Um, they got to score in the red zone, and if they do that and they get fast, they'll win the game, and I think they will win. Um, but I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I think they their experience in these type of games will show at the end. It's not going to be the classic it was two years ago, the 13 seconds game. I don't know if it'll be that. But I do think the Chiefs are going to find a way to win. And just just like you know it, despite all their struggles at times this year, they'll be back in the AFC Championship. So I'm going to go Chiefs. Chiefs 23, Bills 20. Wow. Going, going with the upset there. I think the Bills are favored in this one. The Bills, the Bills are favored. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to slightly disagree with you on this one. I think Bills played well last week. Um, they did what they needed to do. They took care of business, um, and they're going to carry that momentum over into this week. Um, all having said that, you know the Chiefs played well as well last week, uh, dominating the Dolphins. Um, the game was not as close as the final score would indicate, and it was twenty-six to seven. Like, <laughs> yeah, but so both teams doing what they need to do. So uh, this this is definitely going to be the closest game I think on the slate. Like I said earlier. Um, I think Josh Allen is going to continue to run that offense the way he wants to, um, not turn the ball over. Um, I'm not sure how cold it's going to be in Buffalo this week, but I would imagine it's going to be in the 30s, 20s, 30s kind of weather, if not worse. Um, so I think that does favor the Bills. Um, they know how to play in this weather. They've been running the ball very well lately. Um so I think I'm gonna go with the Bills on this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Bills to win. They're gonna go to the AFC Championship game and play probably the Ravens. So um, all right. So that's I'm, where we I'm gonna pick the Bills. Let's say it's gonna be a defensive game, 20 to 17. 20 to 17. All right. So just so each team scores three points less than we originally thought. All right, I got you there. Um Yep. So you have Ravens Bills in the AFC Championship and Niners Lions. I have the same. I have Niners Lions and Ravens Chiefs. So just one one difference in our picks. Mm-hmm. All righty. Um, moving on to our last segment here. So six teams had their seasons come to an end this past weekend: the Rams, the Eagles, the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Dolphins, and the Browns. 
what team has the best future and what team are you most excited about going into the 2024 season? Uh, so out of all these teams, you, you know, you want to say the Eagles and the Dolphins, but I, it's just hard for me to take that leap right now with the, with both those teams yeah. um, and see a whole lot changing. So I'm actually going to go with the Rams. Um, <laughs> on this one. I really like their receiving core. Uh, Matt Stafford's going to be there another year. Um, So I I like the Rams to repeat what they did this year and and at least get back to the spot. Um, So I'm going to go with the Rams on that one. Okay. Um, I'm also going to go with the Rams. I think the Rams have the most momentum. I think of all the teams that lost, they give they gave the best representation of themselves. Um, as as long as Stafford doesn't really fall off, because he is kind of older, he's thirty six. He'll be thirty six next year. If he can maintain his level of play, I think the Rams could be back in the Super Bowl conversation next season. Because this year they were a good team, but they were they were never really you know a Super Bowl contender this year. I mean, they exceeded expectations, but no one really thought they'd you know go to the Super Bowl or anything like that. I think they could do that. They got it. They need help defensively, um, which they'll focus on. But their off their offense is all there. I I definitely think it's the Rams. I probably say the Eagles would be second. Um, they still have a good nucleus. I just think they got to get to the off season and refresh. Um, historic collapse for them. I mean, my my goodness, that was very disappointing to watch. You know, especially since you and I were so high on them for most of the year. Yeah. Can you hear me? With Deshaun Watson. Um, so, yeah, I'd say the Rams. i say the Eagles are second, and then the other four teams. We'll just kind of see what happens. All right. Uh, that's going to wrap it up with our uh, our preview for the wild for the divisional round uh, this week. Do you have any final thoughts, Owen? Uh, no, not really. I just hope uh, hope for a uh, there's seven games in the season left, so I hope for some entertaining football this weekend. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the latest edition of the Unlimited NFL Podcast. We will see you next time.